Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi and Klee. And today in this podcast, we're going to talk about balancing our creativity with the business side of being an artist. <laughs> we're all very familiar with the business side of being an artist. And we're also going to talk about how Klee and I prioritize things um, and what are the things that seem to matter the most. Uh one thing that I know for sure is that in recent times, I have been struggling with this because we just bought a house. Yeah, I was going to say, like, no matter how much you have this dialed in, like, it's something that I feel like needs to be revisited because life. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because you got to think about, like, some of the things that we did in the very beginning that were very helpful for our creative career, right? Mm -hmm. And instilling instilling different programs and different things that we were doing in order to be able to put ourselves out there in the way that we did. Um, a lot of those things we don't use anymore. We don't no. use those uh, those programs. There are websites that we don't use anymore. Heck, there are daily framework templates that we don't use anymore. Yeah. So I think, I think reevaluating is absolutely important. Um, when you are balancing both sides of that, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of you artists out there have jobs as well as your creative career. You have your side hustle that's going on and there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance, especially when it comes to our creativity, because a lot of the, a lot of that stuff, that business stuff that comes with being an artist, like, you know, doing taxes, checking your bank account, answering emails, um, having meetings, uh, a lot of that stuff can really, really drain you of your creativity. Yeah, if you let it, it can totally steamroll you. And it, it is tricky to strike the balance because um, I've been trying to move away from rigid scheduling because I don't like to live that way. But at the same time, like, then you have to like find a way to still keep all the things for, every, for everybody out there that's listening to this podcast, this is a live podcast, and we have our awesome Rogue family here with us, as always. So Rogues, chime in at any point in time with any ideas, questions, or anything that you have. And because of you guys, these podcasts are always really awesome, and we end up covering a lot of bases. It's true. It's true. All right. So when it comes to balancing your art and business, I think it's important to determine first off what that means, right? Because a lot of people talk about finding balance in your art career, but I think it's important to really, really list off like, what exactly are we talking about here when we're talking about creativity versus business? What's the business end of the art right. business? Because <laughs> obviously I just wrote a marketing book where my emphasis in the book is that your marketing should be creative. It should be part of your creative craft. Yeah. Now, marketing is an interesting one because marketing is like admin stuff. Like it's putting yourself out there. It's advertising, you know, in the general sense of the word. Right. Now, one of the experiences that I've had lately uh, with the book in particular was because I said that I was going to do ads. So there is that side of it, that, that tediousness of um, obsessively checking your stats. Your stats to see if you sold anything. I've come to the conclusion which is that hilarious because that's just not part of my my thing. I think that's just gonna happen when you embark on a new <laughs> on a new thing. You're gonna obsess yeah. over it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing the same thing with the song stats. I think it's in part unavoidable when you launch a new thing, like to check up on it. 
to I, see how it's doing. You know, what's interesting about that, though, is if we break that down into the creative side and the business side, checking your stats doesn't really help with creativity. In fact, if your stats are not doing so well, it can really actually like <laughs> it, it really can. It can it can do that. So how do you find that balance there? You know, like, again, that's one of those things where you do have to reevaluate day to day these kind of things. Yeah. Um, well, uh, one of the things that I'm doing right now to keep my mind off of obsessively checking the stats for the songs we just released is to be working on other things that are song related. Yeah. So I got into making these music videos. They're not overly complicated video. They're not on like the Rafi level of video production, but they are a creative outlet for me to put these lyric videos out for us. So I've really been focused on doing that. Um, yeah. And I, and I think it's really important because you do want to keep that creative momentum going right now. You still do want to check your stats. You do want to check certain things to, you know, you want to check your bank account, make sure that mm -hmm. everything is going through the way that it needs to go. Um, you want to check your emails. You want to check messages. These are all things that obviously as an artist, when it comes to running your business, we can't live in a bubble because it within that bubble, that's not really putting yourself out there. No, like you true. do have to interact with other humans. You, you do want to check and see like uh, whether or not the thing that you did is working. I think the problem with it is when you obsess and then it becomes more of a job than it should be. Right. Then it feels like dire. Right. Because like the, one of the things that I do with uh, checking the book stats or like, let's say that I do a creative campaign where I decide that I'm going to uh, do the uh, free artwork, right. Mm -hmm. Where I do the, the scavenger art hunt and you know, I'm promoting my new show that's going to come up and I do this art scavenger art hunt. What I would do is, you know, at least a couple times a day, I would maybe check to see, okay, has anybody found any pieces? Have they posted the hashtag? Has anybody mentioned the fact that we're going to have a show? You know, that's all part of that whole like marketing thing, right? Mm -hmm. you, you want to check and make sure that, okay, is this getting the reach that it needs to have? The thing that you got to avoid though is that like, let's say that it's crickets, yeah. that it doesn't impact you. And yeah. I think that that's where balancing work, uh, balancing the business side and creativity, that's where it could have an impact on us. I know that I've heard a lot of people on social media talk about the fact that like, you know, they're posting consistently, they're doing all that stuff and they're not getting any kind of response. And instead of like looking at it and saying, okay, well, well am, I enjoy the, am I enjoying this process of posting? Um, what am I trying to say when I'm posting? You know, like basically you you kind of rework it to a place where like it feels good to you. Too many people are chasing an algorithm. Too many people are concerned about the response rate. Too many people are concerned about likes, how many likes they get. And really when it comes down to it, you do have to look at that information, but look at it more along the lines of like reminding yourself, am I doing this in a fun way? Or is this part of the tediousness of the business side? Yeah. Well, I think the best remedy for that that I've found for myself is to try to be frequently engaged in things that are exciting to me. Yeah. So that if I do share something, even if I struggle to share it because I'm scared or whatever, <laughs> that I'm sharing because I'm excited and um, then I'm not as concerned about the response to it. And um, then I'm actively engaged in the next thing I'm excited about so that 
I keep the momentum going. I think I think that's very important. I want to talk about that a little bit more, but I want to say hi to Esther. She's here. Hi, she said, Esther. Hi, y'all. Taking my mind off of hard things, so jabber away. We will, Esther. I'm and we're glad you, to have you here with us. Sending you all the love. Ginger Snaps is here, and Rachel, Ariane, Yoshana, Char. and Char is here. Awesome to have you guys here. So I think it's important to set limits on the admin side of things. Too. I do. I, I think it is. I mean, if you are going to. So my problem is that when I try to put together a schedule and I've tried to do that several times uh, when it comes to YouTube, you know, we we do many, many things to outreach, to really um, be able to communicate with artists. And a lot of the things that we do are not necessarily profitable. It, it, you know, when you're looking at big profit margins, we're not, we, I don't have, I don't have an online course for, you know, a thousand dollars a pop that is making me money in that way. Like no. we have YouTube videos that we put out there. Um, we, we do have a Patreon. So we have awesome rogues that follow us and are helping us finance the video side. Which is amazing. Of the things that we do. Uh, we, right now, the music is totally losing us money. The, like hand the over music fist. Will be fine. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but that's a thing. Like you always, you cannot take a look at things like that. in pro Now, obviously we, we want to pay our bills. Yes, We want to make sure that we pay our bills and we want to make sure that we're not in a place where um, we're stressing over the bills. Now, a lot of that, and we've talked about that many, many times, has a lot more to do the, with mindset than what, you know, how much money you have in your bank account. Yes. And really it comes down to like really, really being able to manage your money that goes in and out and sometimes having to cut expenses by a lot. Definitely. Um, but always, always investing in the art side of what you do, in the creative side of what you do. And that's the thing. Like when you start to look at your creative projects and you start thinking like, well, I don't want to invest in this because, you know, it's not really making me money right now. That's where it's like, you, that's where you do need to invest. So oh, like definitely. right now you need to invest in the music because you are now launching that music and putting yeah, it out and there. And I'm happy to do it. I mean, I'm investing time and money into it and I, because I, I really want to. Exactly. Uh, and it's just understanding that for the time being, it's going to be a loss for a while. And that's where we tap into the business side. Yeah. Right. So like I, in what I'm trying to do here is make the distinction between the business and the creative side. Because really when you think about it, um, creating the music in of itself, writing the lyrics, doing the music, recording it, mm -hmm. all of that part is part of your creativity, right? Yeah. Putting the music out there is all part of your creativity. Yes, you have to like, you know, look at all the, the acronyms and sign up for all these things. But the excitement of putting some, the, that excitement and that fear and that, you know, that moment where you put something out there and, you know, you start to regret your decisions because you're <laughs> like, oh no, what have I done? What have I done? And you put it out there. And then, you know, we have a music channel, a YouTube music channel, and you decide that you're going to learn how to put music videos together, lyric videos, mm -hmm. right? Because the big, big music videos we'll be working on. But like you start to learn a new program. Now, while you're sitting there and you're learning this and you're having creative fun with it. It's not admin. It's me. not admin. But what ends up happening is that your brain says, you should be doing something oh, yeah. serious. I totally, you should be, you I, should be doing something other than this. My negative brain chatter, my stick man, as we call it, 
says, what are you doing messing around with these silly little videos? You're just avoiding doing the important stuff by playing around with your little lyric videos. Yeah, you kind of sound like my my dad like when in you the beginning. You think you're going to make any you, money? You think you're going to make money with your stupid little <laughs> pictures and your stupid little drawings? The thing is that anybody could sit there and naysay, right? Yeah. That's one of those easy things to naysay. Like, what are you doing with these videos? These videos aren't going to make you money. The The music channel isn't even monetized. You're not going to make any money off right. of the videos. What's the point of doing the videos? Like, nobody cares. Nobody's going to look at the lyric videos. You posted the video and it's only got 20 views. Yeah. Da, 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 right? There's a million things that your brain chatter is going to tell you that you should be doing something that is work related. And I think that that's the difference between the business side and the creative side, because you and I, the things that we've been doing for years, right? Even taxes, federal taxes, mm -hmm. you and I managed to have fun doing federal taxes because we turned it into a game. It's true. We turned it into a game. And I think ultimately that's, really, really the difference between the business side and the creative side. With the creative side, you manage to have fun and you manage to enjoy yourself in doing what you're doing. Your perspective is one of creativity, right? Because even with a painting, like let's say that I'm working on a painting, there will come that point towards the end of the painting where I, maybe I'm already excited about the next painting that I'm going to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously I'm excited about finishing it. So there comes that, that point where you're about to reach the finish line where you're like, I just want to get this done. I want to see what it's going to look like, mm -hmm. you know, and then I want to move on to the next painting. I feel like it's the same thing because the same thing happens with, you know, for example, another, the example of taxes, us doing our taxes, we start getting towards the end. And then at that point, it's like, I just want to get this done. I want to see what our numbers look like mm -hmm. for last year. Yeah. You know, it's all about the environment you set up for yourself too. Like when it's tax time, there's coffee, yep. <laughs> there's music, there's a cozy environment to work in. I mostly enjoy all of the business and, um, even I would say like um, pack, packaging stuff to go out because uh, I get a little overly careful and precious about it is one of my things that maybe is like my least favorite. But at the same time, I'm excited because a piece of art's going to its new home. Right. So, you know, uh, putting packing tape on stuff is not exhilarating. But at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> when you change your perspective and like you're sending this thing off to be with its its new person. Right. That. Yeah is exciting and corresponding via email it can be exciting if you're engaged in whatever the email correspondence is and meeting with people to put shows together is exciting and even you know doing financials and moving money around and knowing where things are at with that is i don't know if that's exciting but it's good i mean it's <laughs> it's exciting it's exciting now that's where that's where the emotional spectrum comes in right and really, I, I, I know that I'm harping on this, but I do want to cover this before we talk about balance, because it is very important to look at this because you can turn anything that we do into a chore. Mm -hmm. It can turn into a, even to the point where like even taking on commissions or creating artwork and can easily become a chore. Yeah, it, it can, can. It could really become a chore. Having a meeting, you know, we met with the Arts Council downtown and I was sitting there thinking to myself like, oh, Robert, rules of engagement, like this is boring. I hate meetings, da, 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 da. So like I was basically pre-paving this entire environment where I was sitting there 
um, for, for a while I was sitting there just dreading it. Like, Oh, this sucks. I hate meetings, you know, corporate, blah, blah, blah. And then I reminded myself that I'm not working for anyone. I'm not at a meeting where I need to follow rules. You don't have to be triggered by that. Exactly. So, and then I started sketching in my notebook and I started, you know, making jokes and laughing and having a good time. And then the meeting turned into something that was very, uh, very much a positive experience for me. I think I have fun at meetings because I go to meetings and I'm like a kid, you know, because like I didn't have the corporate triggers of really, I didn't have to attend very many meetings for any of my jobs, maybe a handful. So I like to go and like people watch at meetings and just see what they're, even the architectural so review board. You're meeting, that weird, quiet person. I'm the weird one that's just like watching <laughs> it all happen. Like, well, what's this person's proposal about? You know, like, how's the board going to vote on this? Rachel said, I love that you both work to make unfun stuff happy. Such a great reminder. Yeah, it it really is. I think in the beginning of my of the art career, I was, I want to say that I was into it for a few months. And this is like, not really the beginning, but at the point where like things started really picking up. Right. And plotting. (laughs) Timothy said you were sitting there plotting. Yep. Indeed. (laughs) Plotting my victory for my proposal. So like, um, I was sitting there Things had really picked up for me. We were able to pay our bills. That was a a big winning moment. And I think that at that point, especially when money gets involved, at that point, it started to become a chore. I didn't even realize it. It was like subconsciously these things, these mentalities, this perspective started to come in where it's like, well, now you're making money with your art. Now this is serious business, Rafi. Mm-hmm. Now you have to like schedule your commissions and you got to make sure that you create enough work for the next show. You, What kind of show are you going to? You're gonna, you need to count how many people are showing up. What it is your response? Very yeah. serious, very quickly. It became very serious very quickly. What I realized though was that emotionally, the way that you feel emotionally is way more impactful than all the figuring out all the analytics and all the stuff that is going on because we would go and do a show. And when I was looking at the numbers and really crunching things and doing whatever, and I found myself getting discouraged because we were at a show and I wasn't selling anything, it was pretty much guaranteed that I wasn't going to sell anything from there on out. Definitely. Yeah. Because my entire vibe changed. I wasn't even I wasn't even behaving like myself. I wasn't carefree. I wasn't having fun. It was all about the numbers. Jen just said gamifying the boring things is always a ride. We've somehow turned into accidental comedic bird watchers. I need to walk more turned into reference photo scavenger hunt turned into let's go laugh at birds. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love, love that. that. That's so great. <laughs> um, birds are so great to watch. Whether you're out for a walk or you're sitting in the yard. I mean, that's where one of my songs came from that I dropped recently. Awesome. Clee just plugged her song, you guys. I did. Oh, shameless self-promotion. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. I'm (laughs) so proud of you. Hey, thanks. (laughs) Um, I'm always checking in with how I feel because here's the deal. (laughs) Thanks, Arian. Arian said, plug it. Watching the birds now available on Spotify and all of your platforms. That's right. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm always checking in with how I'm feeling because here's my MO is 
when I'm not feeling good, a huge indicator, like let's say I'm feeling blah and I have creative block, I will go like eyeballs deep in admin work, like stuff that doesn't even need to get done. Yeah. Like repetitively checking the same stuff over and over and over again. And if I catch it, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I know. And vice versa, if something with admin is maybe I'm stressed out about finances or I'm stressed out because maybe we're overbooked or whatever, then I get all tunnel vision on creative projects to the extent that I ignore everything else, which is fine, by the way, to do that. Um, but not if it's deflecting, yeah. you know, you want to, and, and so we're going to, we're going to go really deep into this because it's important to identify these things, especially with everybody likes to give you like an across the board kind of thing. Like, well, this is how you're going to balance this. This is how you're going to balance that. And the truth of the matter is that from day to day, depending on what your, what, where your mindset is at, what you're thinking, what your emotions are, that whole balance thing is going to change. You mm -hmm. do have to reevaluate that your balance in creativity and what you're going to do with your business every day, because it's, you know, it's easy to say, well, I mostly work on creative projects and I, you know, leave the admin stuff for maybe like an hour a day and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it and you are looking at your bank account and things are feeling a little bit dire, mm -hmm. that's going to change your perspective on how you're going to approach your day. And if you just try to force yourself to ignore that stuff and move to the creativity, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you also might be afraid to do something, mm -hmm. to make that phone call, to answer that email, to do something that is going to basically level you up. Right. Right. And that's where, that's where it's that balance comes into that that balance is part of the emotional ride that you're taking with your creativity. Mm -hmm. I've been in situations right now, right now we, you know, just moved into a house. We just got our studio up and running. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of uh, what we would call finances in the ether, right? Yes. Well, I, I filmed and edited a thing for a class. That check is out in the ether somewhere. I've got commissions that is in the right so it's like it's like oh there there is money coming but it's not here it's in virtual escrow if you right. will virtual escrow so what is that how is my approach then going to be right is my approach going to be like well i need to rush and get these commissions done or am i going to work or am i going to get myself organized or um, am I going to focus on responding to emails? Am I going to reach out to anybody that's ever even uh, hinted at the fact that they might want to commission me for something? Uh, are we going to just focus on the show and other opportunities to put ourselves out there? Are we going to do a virtual show? Are we going to do a garage, a, a garage sale art gallery yard. show, a yard sale? What are, you know, like it's, it's, there are a million things that we can do. But if you're coming at it from a place of this is business and I got to really take care of it and it becomes a serious thing, that's where the fun gets drained out of it. And in my experience, and I, and I can't speak for everybody, but in my experience, anytime the fun has been drained out of anything where it is just business, I need to do this. This is part of my business. I need to do this. 
it never works out. No. It never works out for me. Now that that could very well just be my reality and my perspective, but I'm just saying whenever I approach it from that place of desperation, things seem to always get worse. Well, the word in my head is scramble. Yes. And the sound is the I'm sorry you lost sound effect from the Price is Right game show. Yeah. Bum, 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 yeah, exactly. Bum. Yoshana said, that's something that bugs me about doing day trips and looking for fun ways to pay my gas there. I don't want the gas money to take over the fun of the day. And with me, it can. I'm weird like that, lol. Yeah, you know, and the, the thing is, Yoshana, so your question was about the day trip. So like, in essence, what you're trying to do is balance the creativity with the business side, which is like, okay, well, I need to pay Not for gas. Not going in the hole exactly. day trip. Yeah, exactly. I need to pay for gas in order to make it to different places. With a lot of that, a lot of times the, the way that I would approach it is thinking about what fun thing can I do that might be able to support this, mm -hmm. right? And I, I think Esther had actually mentioned a bunch of really cool uh, yeah, ideas. Yeah, like doing house portraits mm -hmm. um, or live painting at, on location. Um, and that that's the thing, too, is if you can keep your brain pointed in the direction of, like, the fun, then you'll come up with a lot more things than, you know, worrying about the gas money, for there's, sure. There's a really, there's a really great story um, that really... Uh, pushes me past the idea of like the business side, you know, like the, the making money side, right? Because essentially that's what I'm getting at. When it comes to the business side, this is the making money, managing money. Usually when you're talking business, it's always in some way, shape or form attached to money. It's money and time. Yeah. It's scheduling money, and finances. Scheduling and finances, right? So, but when you're looking at a situation like that, let's say you're going to go to a park, mm -hmm. right? And somebody has something ridiculous, right? Because like we want to go, we want to be creative and stuff like that. So what can you do at this park, right? That would basically pay for the trip, even if it's not physically in money at that point in time, right? So you could do a live painting. Maybe you could set up your easel and just start painting somewhere where it is popular. Maybe do something where people are going to come up and talk. You got to think about even when it comes to marketing, um, the fact that your time is, you know, that time is what's worth money. Mm -hmm. and, you're, and if you are putting yourself in a situation where you're able to have interactions with people, then that in of itself has value. And a lot of times it has a lot more value than the investment to begin with. Um, obviously, Yoshana, I know that you want to be able to just, you know, pay for the gas. But it was a conversation that we had today about this where I told you, I was talking to Clea about this because she was looking at the money and she had just, you know, um, she's working on her putting the music out there. And obviously at this point, if you're looking at it financially, this is a, uh, what you would call an initially failed investment, mm -hmm. right? And I think back to the YouTube videos that we started putting out there and realizing that I, I wanted to put YouTube videos out there simply because... I had an opinion that I wanted to share and I wanted to put it out there. 
the YouTube videos in and of themselves were not making me money. And if anything, they were costing me money because they were costing me time, a lot of time in editing that I could have been in the studio working on artwork for the next show or creating something. Instead, um, I really poured myself into the videos, not because this is going to make me money someday, Mm -hmm. but because I knew that at the end of whatever time period there was, I was going to feel, I was going to feel accomplishment from that. I did this. I said that I was going to do these things and I put them out there. The same thing with the books. A lot of investment goes into the books, right? Have the books paid me back for that amount of investment yet? No, not yet. Maybe they will, hopefully. But really the joy of the fact that like I put something out there that I feel is of value to other people, that's it's going to help them. Mm-hmm. And in the process, it helps me because anybody that runs into this material, they get to know me and they get to know my perspective. When I would go out and do live paintings, a lot of the live paintings that I did at events were free. I wasn't getting paid to do the live painting, but I met so many people and it was basically me putting myself out there and putting something out there that, A, I was afraid to put out there, but at the same time, in facing that fear, I was communicating with a lot of people. Yeah, and you have to be willing to do things that are uncomfortable um, at yeah. first, but engaging with people is definitely part of the experience of day tripping and traveling to new places, for sure, letting more and more people know about what you do. Um, some things that you could potentially do that might uh, help you finance that kind of thing, like faster would be perhaps uh, like some sketching, uh, like Esther had said, house portraits or portraits of people that you encounter. Uh, Yoshana said, yeah, doing art in public is stretching, lol. But you could start small with that. Um, Something Rafi and I have talked about is as a fun way to travel to places that we want to go is to set up like mini book tours for the book. Yeah. um, With like mom and pop like bookstores. Um, Set up the mom and pop bookstores. Uh, Like Sarah here says, I'm going to do small canvases and leave them around town and business cards attached. Yeah. That's, awesome. uh, that's, that's, you know, when we, whenever we've done the inspire a smile campaign, uh, that's what we do. We leave stuff around town. Um, I'll go as far as like not even doing a business card on there. What I'll leave on there is a little card that says, this is a free gift for you. And, uh, from Rafi and Klee and then with our website. So I'll just basically print those out, mm-hmm. um, instead of putting the business card, but I think you could, you could also do the business card and it would be just fine. Another off the wall idea is to like track down the coolest thrift shop uh, in the area where you're visiting and like pick up some rad stuff and then flip it on eBay. Oh yeah. <laughs> or, on, you know, on any online platform is just enough like traveling around collecting oddities and then um, selling them online or. I mean, back um, in the day when, when uh, I first got started, that was something that I would do. Cause I used to love going to thrift stores mm-hmm. and, and finding things, you know, and the irony was like back then you could find a, a Polaroid camera, like the old Polaroid cameras for like 90 cents. And they were selling on eBay for like 20 bucks. Yeah. You just never know. <laughs> Yoshana said, lol i love it clee i think that would be a fun thing to like pick back up 
for anyone, you know, yeah. just hunting down cool stuff. I mean, I love going to secondhand stores. I love seeing what creative stuff I could work, you know, because there's always inspiration there. But also, like whenever I'd run across something cool that I was like, oh, man, I could probably sell that for for some money, you know, and like, as long as you are not making, uh, again, the business side of it, as long as you are not counting on like, oh, well, this thing is worth about blah, blah, blah. You know, like I would just do the auctions, whatever it sold for, they paid for shipping. I usually had the boxes ready to go Yeah, and boom, you make it as easy as you can for yourself. That's just one thing. And that's not even, that's, that's, I get, I always look at it as a creative thing. Cause I always, like I said, I love going to secondhand stores. Uh-huh. I love going to uh, yard sales. And especially if I go to a yard sale and I find something that I'm like, oh, this is cool. I could either use this or B, I could probably sell this. Definitely. So like traveling around, you know, where where you get to go somewhere and maybe you find some some treasures. There was- uh, I love the idea also of like traveling around and leaving um, little art. Little art. You know, doing a scavenger. Find like, a thing, leave a thing. Yeah, find a thing, leave a thing. Um, yeah. There was a very successful shop online. Uh, uh, I think it was called Woman Shops World. And basically that's what she started doing. She started going places, finding rad um, materials for artists, mostly yep. jewelry artists, and selling them. Yeah. Um, and she made a pretty lucrative career for herself. Kelly said, I sold a piece just because someone's seen me setting up at Longwood Gardens and gave, and I gave a card. And when I posted the work in progress picture, they emailed and said they wanted it. Yeah. That's awesome. Kelly. Yeah. That's awesome. Kelly. I've, I've sold many, many a pieces like that just from going and setting up and doing a live painting. Um, that's the other thing, you know, I think I mentioned that in the book too. Like if you do, if you do like pet portraits and stuff, you know, find out where the local dog parks are at. Um, talk to, you know, any of the pet stores and stuff like that. Cause maybe you could set up in front of them and do, um, different animals and things, you know, you, you when it comes down to it, you got to find fun ways to really infuse the things that you love. If you want to travel, then how can you, how can you, uh, monetize, monetize that? your skills that you have? So if you have an eye for photography, you might do some beautiful reference photos and sell them to license them to a stock photo yeah. place yeah. or use them for your own art. Um, same thing with like writing. If you, you know, you could start a travel vlog and write about all the places that you day trip to. Now that's more of a long-term thing, right? You could start a travel vlog or a travel blog. Um, you could obviously put YouTube videos up. You could live stream from location yeah. uh, where you are. Those are things that you would build up over time. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta look at everything in that way. Obviously when you first start YouTube, right, you're, it's very, it's the same thing as posting on social media. You, you could feel like you're not getting any traction, like nobody cares. And that's one of the reasons I say like, there are things that you're going to understand. Okay. This is long-term mm-hmm. and there are things that you understand like, okay, this could work out in the short term. Really. It's all kind of like that. Right. Cause I could go set up at a show and nobody even pay attention to me. Yeah. Or I could go to a show and people will pay attention to me. Now, given my experience, a lot of times I think that really comes down to where I'm at emotionally when I'm at a show. Um, you could also look at anything, posting something. It could, for whatever reason, go crazy with the algorithm. And then all of a sudden, everybody looks at it or nobody looks at it. And really, 
that's why your motivation behind it cannot be to get likes, to get follows, to get money, to get anything. Like there has to be a genuineness behind it and you have to be willing to understand, okay, well, this is an investment and it might just very well be a long-term investment. Oh, as a lot of stuff is. As a lot of stuff is. It's true. Rachel said, I will not admit to watching a ton of resale flipping videos on the YouTube. Right, Rachel. (laughs) Come on. It's fascinating. I love that stuff. Kelly said, I love both videos with Crowded Room. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Ginger said, I want to see more pet caricatures in this world. That would definitely be something fun to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing. You got to take a look at what you enjoy. You know, it, it might be doing spoken word or it might be setting up a table with, you know, uh, I'll write you a poem for a dollar. It's the the thing is like when you are having fun, when you are not looking at it from that serious business side, you allow yourself to be quirky and weird. And honestly, quirky and weird is what attracts attention. For sure. But then you, you have to be willing to be not shy. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's, that's, that's a muscle you can build over time. Yeah. That is a muscle that you could build over time. It's, it's little by little, but honestly, the therapy for the fear is to do the thing that you're afraid to do. That you're afraid to do. It's true. Uh, Yoshana said, awesome. Thanks, Rafi and Klee. You got my brain in hyperdrive. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. I'm excited that your brain is on board and thinking about all the things that you might have a good time doing. And yep. that that's the name of the game right there. Um, Sarah said, I started a commission yesterday for my art patrons. So cool. I actually have a patron. <laughs> she has like 10 of my pieces over the years. I let her pay in installments, had one. Uh, last one on Saturday. That's awesome. great news, Sarah. That's awesome, Sarah. That is awesome. And that's what it's all about. You meet somebody, you know, I, I love, I love my collectors that have, you know, that will basically they'll, they'll like fight each other and be like, well, I have more Rafis than anyone else. And, or like, how many Rafis do you have? We've met them in such a rando places. It is. That's, that's one of the reasons that it's like, you never know. Right. So like you could go and travel somewhere and you'll meet somebody who will become a lifelong collector. You could go to the laundromat because your washing machine doesn't work and meet somebody that might become a long term collector. You might go out to eat at a hot dog stand and meet somebody that I mean, you never know. The whole thing is like when you are out there, it's letting letting people know. Yeah, I'm an artist. You know, I'm an artist. And behold, behold. I am an artist. <laughs> Hark, I am here. Uh, Shar said, getting my art together to put it out there this year. I love your podcast and hearing all of your stories. Oh, that's awesome, Thank Char. you, Shar. I, she said, I need to work on my confidence, getting there slowly. Get there slowly. As we all do. Listen, we are where we are right now because we consistently put ourselves out there for over 10 years. But in the beginning, uh, we were as shy as, as they come. Like Klee could barely muster the words high when people would walk into And sometimes didn't, as a lot of you know from the funny house story. Yes. Kelly said, I think we need a shirt to wear at fairs that says, I would love to discuss my art, but please excuse my awkward, shy nervousness. <laughs> Kelly, that's a really that's good a shirt really idea. Good. That is 
That is a really great just, shirt yeah, idea. Just lay it out there. Yeah. Or or have a sign in a gilded frame that says that. Uh, Kelly, will you send that to me? I would like to design a shirt. It'd be awesome if you posted it on, on uh, the Rogue Discord page and that way um, some of the rogues could take that and make some shirts out of it. That Most would be definitely. design some shirts. I want to design some. Char's on board. I'd wear that t-shirt, Kelly. Jen just said, I am an artiste. Hark. I Hark. am an artiste. Exactly. Sarah said, I could sell poems for a dollar. I was terrified to do a YouTube video. Now I'm thrilled to post them. They are so insane. Artists. I know. Sarah, Sarah. I'm so proud of you. Yes. Very proud of you. You've been doing the videos. You are going to do uh, a scavenger hunt or uh, an art hunt. Um, you're doing, you're doing the thing, Sarah, you're, you're putting yourself out there. You've got your patron. Very, very proud of you. Very proud of you. Esther said, I've been meeting the neighbors on my walks. The responses when I say I'm an artist is amazing. Is amusing. Isn't that, isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah. It's so fun whenever I'm like, when people are like, cause that's a typical answer that people ask you, like, what do you do for a living? And it's like, you're like, I paint, what I, do paint. You paint? I paint paintings. What, what? Paintings. Oh I paint paintings. I'll never forget that story. That guy was so confused. <laughs> he he's like, so not like houses. And you're yeah, like, no. he, he asked me, he's like, what do you do? I said, I'm, I, I'm an artist. He's like, oh, you're an artist. What do you paint? Paintings. Paintings. He's like, <laughs> yeah, paintings. I paint paintings. Yeah, I paint paintings. So not houses. You're like, well, he's sometimes like, there's houses in them. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, not houses. And I'm like, I just said that I'm an artist, not a house painter. <laughs> Uh, to any house painters out there, I'm not saying that you're not an artist. Listen, it is an art to paint a house. Indeed, it really is. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Rachel said to Esther, please share those experiences on Discord. Thanks. If you do care to share, Esther, I would love to read about I it. I would love to read about it too. Sarah says, I want one that says, I am seriously insane, but I don't bite unless provoked. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> those are great t-shirt ideas. Okay, so let's let's get back to the balance part, right? So how do you balance the creativity with the business side? And what is it that matters the most? What is it that we prioritize the most? Um, I you know, in an ideal scenario, fun gets prioritized. Yeah. Yeah. In I, whatever form it takes at any given moment. I would say that no matter no matter what it is that you're dealing with, whether or not you are doing taxes, whether or not you do need to clear your inbox, um, whether or not you have a meeting scheduled or you have to come up with uh, pricing for a commission or. Um, or you have to take out the gosh darn trash because it's trash day and you're like, dang it, I just remembered it's trash day. And yeah. you use it as an opportunity to to laugh at the birds in your yard. Yeah. Yeah. You basically <laughs> find a way to have fun in the things that you're doing and cut out, I would say, cut out the business side by getting rid of the drudgery and making it fun. Because honestly, when it comes down to it, every aspect of what we do as artists can really be fun. Um, it's that prepaving of wanting to avoid the thing because you're like, oh, this is going to be so tedious. Oh, this yeah. is going to suck. The oh, dread. This, yeah. The dread is so much worse than the thing. Yeah. That, like, it really is. Always. It really is. And then by the time you get started, you've already dreaded it so much that it just, it's going to, the experience is going to suck. Like, like you've set yourself up to have a sucky experience. 
um, in anything that you do. And that that's the interesting thing is that even when it comes to creativity, to like the creative side, you could do the same thing with a commission that maybe at first when you took on the commission, you were excited or a work of art that at first you were excited to work on this piece. And then you just form this layer of drudgery and dread on top of it and you get started on it and you don't even want to do it anymore so it's like you struggled through it twice over because you you dreaded it and then still had to do it jenny said talking about nerves i was so painfully shy that i forced myself to get a job as a cocktail waitress when i was in college every day i would cry and throw up before work but i did it and now i just cry because you You know know, work work. (laughs) (laughs) jenny that is Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, it is. To to take on the challenge like that, honestly, and that's the only way. That's the only way really to face it. There's no there's no other way around it. You could buy books on, you know, uh, being a little bit more extroverted or whatever, and that's great. There's going to be a lot of great information. You could get a lot of great advice from people, but it's not until you put yourself in those positions that really you get to, you have to face it in order to do it. That's why a lot of people will do, what does that call? It's not stand up comedy. They do um, improv. improv. Yeah, they do. Oh improv my gosh. Theater. I find improv theater terrifying, even getting more comfortable with just being myself or whatever. Um, but so many people just like they embrace it and they love it and they, it changes them. And though when I first joined my band that I was in, this yeah. is not improv theater, but um, I used to just pray before every show that the show would get canceled. Right. <laughs> I just did not want to step on that stage any of the times for like the first, I don't know, year. Um, And every time, but every time I did, um, it got easier and I got swept up in the excitement of what I was doing. Yeah. And that's the thing. Every time you do it, you chip away just a little bit, just, Mm -hmm. just a little bit, right? Everybody wants that huge transformation and it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And you're not going to grow from those scary experiences if it just happens all at once. It's you chip away at it little by little. Uh, Esther said, once my youngest daughter got one of those dollar poems and she loved it so much. It was really encouraging to her. It was probably five lines long. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Those. And that's what I mean. Like there are so many fun things that we could do, but it's like it's the balance between the business side and creativity is remembering that you can bring creativity into the business side, right? So it becomes the the majority of the work becomes creativity and fun because really at the end of the day, creativity is just thinking outside of the box, is just doing something that um, allows you to express yourself in a fun way, to have Definitely. fun. So, so the Tao of Rafi and Klee is to shove some fun up the business end of your art career. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's exactly One must. what we're saying here. Uh, Shroy said, Seneca said, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. I agree with that. Absolutely. I think that's 100% true. Absolutely, Troy. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's where the majority of it, you, you basically are living a, a virtual reality in your brain. And if you are dreading something or you're afraid of something, I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. That's the, that's the trick when it comes to uh, money is you look at your bank account, you start predicting how you're not going to have enough for this or that, right? 
And unfortunately, the only information that you have is what is available to you at that moment, right? So I have $5 in my pocket. Well, I can't afford a $10 thing right now. But thinking outside of the box, well, is there change in the couch? You know? Sure man, enough. I, I drop a lot of change. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's a, as, as a teenager who was a smoker, I could tell you right now. You can always come up with money. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere <laughs> i always came up with money yeah so like that's it's it's it is interesting um just that that whole creative side of approaching what we want the problem is i want to say here's one of the issues right and this is where one of the things that i ran into as artists we are plagued with the idea that artists are irresponsible. So a lot of us, when we are putting ourselves out there as a business, we want to come off as quote unquote professional. Indeed. We want people to take us seriously. I've been there. You know, like I am doing, I am doing the most. I am so busy. I am blah, 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 blah. And you know, it's true. We, we, as creatives, we're busy. We, we do all the things, but at the end of the day, I would much rather let people know how much fun I'm having doing what I do and striving to make a living from it than to just tell people how much work I did. Don't get me wrong. Building an art career, that's a lot of work. There's a lot of work that goes into that. There are a lot of things, a lot of moving parts. However, those moving parts could be so much fun. Yeah, don't make it harder than it has Whereas to be. everyone else could look at it and call it work. You work so hard, you this and that. If you're having fun, just remind yourself I'm having fun. I don't need to prove to anybody else that I that I work hard. That reminds me, I had uh, decided like a year or so ago that my official position at our company was that I manage fun. <laughs> and that that's what I was going to tell people when they asked what I did for a living. That you manage that fun. That I manage fun. I love that. <laughs> and then I forgot through all the hullabaloo of doing whatever we were doing. It's a good reminder. Managing yeah. fun. Jenny said, uh, I would put on proper makeup, fancy eyeshadow, lipstick, the works. And I called it my stage makeup. It helped me separate me from the fear. Like I was an actress playing a part. Oh, Definitely that's, that's really good. step into character. That's I did really the good. same yeah. thing on stage. It's, it makes a, such a huge difference. Oh, I, I, Jenny was her typo. I don't know how dog got in there. <laughs> it's okay. We skipped over that. <laughs> Yeah, she did start with, oh, a dog. I would put on proper makeup. Yeah, my job, uh, Shar said, my job involves talking on the phone a lot, which I enjoy. I'm working on talking to the public, getting there slowly. Yeah, Shar, and, and I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, honestly, if you're good at one thing, that's one of the reasons that I'll say like, a lot of times we uh, people like to give themselves labels. Now, if you guys have read anything or watched anything that I've put out there or listened to anything, you know that I am not a fan of labels whatsoever because I feel like we can all easily grab hold on to a label and then use it as a shield to keep us from moving forward. So a lot of times we you know, I'll run into that in different comments that I get from people that are introverted and yeah, it's scary. You know, if you're not used to uh, putting yourself out there, it is scary. 
but it it's not it doesn't mean that that is forever you know i i am extremely introverted i like my alone time but i also have gotten much better at talking to people and so what you do is you make that neural connection between talking on the phone and talking to people in real life. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most important things there, uh, one of the biggest realizations that I had was you can't get it wrong. It's not like you could say something. You could you could change your mind in the middle of a conversation. You could be like, oh, no, I didn't mean that. Definitely. And I, and I think that that's really, really what helped me as far as like putting myself out there and understanding that like, um, at the end of the day, you're, you're just having a conversation. You're just you having can, a conversation. If you fumble, you can clarify, you can take a pause. Yeah. Yeah. And if you run into somebody who's all judgmental and shit, that says more about them than it says about you. Yeah. And they can just mosey along. Yeah. <laughs> Jen just said, Jenny's also preoccupied with pet characters. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly said, so I will just pretend I'm at other job, day job, has 30 years of experience confidence. Yes. The, yeah, the, the amount that you know that you're a total badass at what you do for your corporate side hustle, definitely take that and plug it into what you do yep. for your creative career because you're total badass in your creative career too. And I could tell you, I could tell you right now that those two sides, when you are facing kind of like what Jenny did where like she got that job mm-hmm. even though it was terrifying and she was throwing up and all that stuff but she was facing those fears eventually what happens is that your brain is going to make those neural connections mm-hmm. and make you feel like a badass at what you do um because it it needs to it needs to protect you it needs to show you that you've got this now, before that happens, and you kind of have to force it to get there. It's be- a total shit show. Yeah. Before that <laughs> happens, your brain is protecting you against that thing. So that's where all the worst case scenarios come into your head and, and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Jenny said, I didn't die. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a, it's a process just like anything else. Like I know I'm pretty epically badass when it comes to jewelry. Yeah. Um, but I'm still totally insecure when it comes to music, even though I've been doing music for way longer than jewelry. But it's like as far as hours put in, I've spent a lot of hiatus time in you've, the music you've world. You spent more time being confident, teaching yourself to be confident in, in your jewelry. jewelry and facing the insecurities. Whereas when it came to music, I would say that you didn't face as many insecurities as you did with jewelry. With jewelry. Yeah. You were facing insecurities on the weekly several times a week. Yeah. Uh, whether it was different people, your own insecurities. Constantly. Yeah, constantly. Whereas with music, I think you relied a little bit too heavily on the, the people around you. I had the luxury of just shelving the the insecurities with music for yeah. a later date. Now I'm pulling them off the shelf. Yeah, great. And looking at them. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome because that's the way to get to it. All right. So I feel like we totally uh, went off on a tangent here Hmm. and I do want to answer the question of balance uh, with creativity. I did kind of answer it already by saying like, take the business side, add a little creativity to it, add a little bit of creativity to it, Hmm. anything, uh, even if it is, you know, you've got your, 
your uh, binder where you write down your weekly totals and all that stuff and you're doing admin. Definitely keep a planner, yeah. some form of a planner. I draw some pictures in there. Have fun Definitely. with it. And, and like I said too, watch that you're not getting tunnel vision on one end or the other because that's usually uh, an indicator that there's stress underpinning something. Yeah. And if you got to... if. And this is a big challenge for a lot of people, but like, you know, if you got dishes in the sink, you really, and this is for everyone, for everyone to evaluate for themselves. If you have dishes in the sink and you're trying to work on art and it's bothering you, take care of the dishes. Fachunk it. Fachunking is one of those things that when it comes to balancing art and business is, has been a godsend for me. Mm -hmm. The ability to just say like, you know what, let me just do this, but I'm just going to do it for five minutes. I'm just going to do it for 10 minutes. If I don't want to do it after 10 minutes, then I won't do it, but I'm just going to do it. Let me, let me just do this. Let me get up, stop thinking about it and just do it. And so when it comes to everything, whether it's getting started on a commission, because God knows that there are times where I'm like, "Eh," and then you get stuck in that research phase just get it started. Just, just do it. It's so much worse to not get it started and just dread it as we discussed earlier in the podcast. Shroy said, is that like balance in the force? We all know how that turned out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The balance, the balance in this particular force is you want creativity to be the, the overpowering factor. Fun. You want fun to be the overpowering factor. I think fun is the the ingredient that a lot of people, when they think about business, they they miss out on, right? Because yeah. you got to be serious. It's almost like we're a bunch of like kids pretending to be adults, especially when we're entrepreneurs, right? Because mm-hmm. I've seen so many really fun people be so serious when it comes the to the moment. Their, they it's like a personality shift. It is. It really yeah. is, and. And I would much rather, and I've met, I, you know, like there were a lot of business owners that they would talk about stuff. And you would think that the way that they were talking about stuff that they had on lockdown, but they were just as confused as everyone else. Um, and, and they were just as stressed out as everyone else because everything was just work, 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 work. And you have to show people that like, well, I'm working hard and I'm doing this and I've got this on lockdown. And this is, you know, this is really what matters when it comes down to social media. You want to look at, I mean, you guys know there's a bunch of videos on YouTube out there where like, that's the priority. People are, how do you get engagement on YouTube? How do you do this? How do you do that? And all they talk about are the numbers and stuff. Every time I watch one of those videos, I'm like, this is horrible. I I don't want to live my life like that. Like, I don't want to spend any part of my day focused on things like that. Yeah, we're not meant to. No, I look at the analytics of whether or not the books are selling, you know, based on the thing. And to me, it's a game. Like, at the end of the night, I look, I'm like, damn it, I I haven't sold anything. And then the next day I look and I did sell things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, did I win? yeah. Uh, Yoshana said, how did you know I have dishes in my sink? Oh. <laughs> it's okay, Yoshana. We do too. We have dishes in our sink. That's probably why I was projecting. And we have to take trash out. I wasn't even fabricating that no. part of the story earlier. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we'll, so we'll be done with the live stream. We're, we're today, uh, today was like working on video stuff. Today was a, a media studio day. So it was working on videos. Klee was, uh, doing her, um, music videos and the music stuff. And 
we had lunch and, you know, we're going to throw out garbage and we're going to do the dishes and basically reset, reset after we're done with the live stream. And I think that that's the thing. It's like, that's where you find a balance, like, because you got to balance is in resetting. It's easy to go, 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 go. You guys watch the video. If you, if you got the chance to watch the video that I posted, I, I pretty much talk about that where it's like, we spent days where it was like from morning to night, it was just go, 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 go. And there was no resetting. There was no reprieve. Right. And instead it was like looking at the dishes as just another chore. You might as well throw another thing on, on my plate. Oh, well, we got to take garbage. Oh, got to take garbage out. Throw another thing on my plate. Oh, we got to go do groceries. Oh, throw another thing on my plate. Oh, I've got commissions. Oh, throw another. I got to check email. Throw another thing on my plate. When you look at stuff in that way, it will become overwhelming. It will absolutely become overwhelming. Whereas when you're looking at it like, all right, time to reset. Time to reset the dishes. We're going to clean up, uh, put some music on. We're going to have fun doing it. Uh, throwing out the garbage, same thing. After we throw out the garbage, maybe we'll sit outside for a few minutes and just enjoy outside land. And that's really all it takes sometimes is just like half an hour of sitting outside looking at lightning bugs or laughing at birds. I'm calling it laughing at birds from now on. Laughing at birds. It's so great. I love it (laughs) because they are so fun and so fun to watch. Is that going to be the next song? Laughing at birds. Yeah. Eagles and owls are legit. Some of the dopiest creatures, <laughs> very laughable. They are pretty dopey, aren't they? Aww. They are pretty dopey. I love watching the the flora and fauna. <laughs> Char said pigeons are fun. Pigeons are fun. <laughs> pigeons are fun. Um, other than that, I would say, Clee, go ahead and plug your music once more. <laughs> Before we end, if you want to hear the three new songs that I just dropped, uh, our band is better on the drums and you can find our new songs, watching the birds, the long silence crowded room on your platform of choice. It's on about 150 major platforms. So wherever you like to listen, uh, give it a listen. Well, you sound so 150 platforms. It, yeah. They, yeah. They, it sends it out. The distributor sends it out across <laughs> all the things. It's pretty neat. Uh, Yoshana said, unless you're in Central Park, they always... Anointed me. Oh, Oh, the pigeons. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Yoshana. They say that's good luck, but I don't feel that way when... Oh, it's good luck. It's good luck, Yoshana. It's good luck. (laughs) Rachel says, I love the long silence. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, I love love these three new songs that you dropped. They're beautiful. Thank you. And uh, all right. So you guys are... Awesome. I always, always, always enjoy doing our live streams and getting to chat with you about these, these things that I feel like, you know, I feel like everybody should talk more about this stuff, especially as artists. Um, because a lot of it, it's like you get so many tutorials and so many things out there that try to put you in some kind of rigid schedule and rigid schedules work for a lot of people. They, they, you know, they, they follow a planner to the T Um, But some of us are a little more scattered, 
you know, and scattered is a nice way to say it. But some of us are a little more chaotic. Yeah, I you, say. and you got to play to your strengths. If you work more chaotic, then lean more chaotic. And if you work more organizational, then lean more organizational. Yep. You don't have to be different than what you are to make it work for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that. Just be you. Just be you, boo. All right. And that's it. Let's call it a night. And for anybody that's listening out there, um, thank you guys for listening. If you like this podcast, uh, go ahead and subscribe uh, wherever, whatever platform you're on listening to this podcast, go ahead and subscribe. There must be a subscribe button here. There usually uh, is. Yeah, there usually is. And uh, yeah, that way you could hear our faces in the future. <laughs> and and other than that, uh, would you like to say goodbye, Clee? I would. Well, great. Good day, everyone. <laughs> well, I adore you guys. Have an awesome, awesome night. Adios.